podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And this is true, we love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously, we're only bugging. Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and tonight we have grounds for dismissal. We might want to write that one down. That might even make a title. It's, it sort of works relatively well. Uh, we have with us... Uh, Two gentlemen who have not made an appearance this season, but have been uh, regular members of the Whistleblowers during the course of our many years together. Um, one particular gentleman, of course, is uh, Kieran Brennan, whose, whose office space, we are delighted to say, we are in. Football manager. Welcome aboard. Hello, what Mark. a world. Indeed. It's, it's just like every other office, isn't it? No. Yeah, well, it is, apart from obviously we're floating. Which is, yes. <laughs> how do you make that happen? Ah, uh, yes, it's a special trick. It is indeed. And it's a special place. And football manager have a special place in our hearts. Stuart Wright, of course, is uh, another familiar voice uh, from this particular podcast. And he too has his own issues with, uh, with his, his own particular football team, but also further down the ladder. Yes, I do. All the way down to, your, to that little bit of grass next to your house. Indeed, indeed, Hackney Marshes. Hackney Marshes, that's right. So we're going from the, we're going from the uh, f- virtual reality to the actual reality and with everything in between. What we're also doing is giving you a chance to actually get involved as well with Fangio, and this is the way that you do it. Fangio is his brilliant way of earning yourself a bit of money by testing your expertise against everybody else. And even if you don't do well enough, you can blame all of them stupid footballers who ruined it for you. All you've got to do is you select the Premier League players from a single round of fixtures so you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch, and win money, if you're good enough, in one day. This is the trick. You can play for free or you put your money online for bigger payouts. We've already entered the uh, 7.5K fan favourite this week, which covers the whole weekend's games. It's £5 entry with £7,500 in prizes to be given away to the top 400 football managers, 750 quid for the first place. I think you can do the maths there. I didn't, but normal people can. <laughs> You've got £100 million to spend. It's not your money, it's fake. No subs, no catches, just 11 shirts to fill and the perfect uh, formation to find. Splash out the dead certs and hat out the hidden gems. It's the ultimate test of your football knowledge. FanDuel was designed by football fans like us, and is powered by Optostats. It's about as much about goals, assists, and clean sheets. Every pass, every tackle, they've got all of the big implications. And here's the offer. If you sign up with the promo code WHISTLEBLOWERS, that's us, then FanDuel will return your entry fee as free credit if you don't win any cash in your first contest, that goes up to a tenner. So that's £5 entry, 7,500 uh, 7, fan favourite money, which, of course, as we say, divides down, that we've all entered. Use the offer and enter your team against ours. If you don't win cash, you've got that entry fee returned as credit, so you can play again for free next week. Go to fanduel.co.uk and enter that promo code WHISTLEBLOWERS, the promo code field. Sign and it, you sign up to that particular one there, and potentially seven hundred fifty quid. But more importantly, the honour of beating other people by your knowledge <laughs> is the big deal. Which well I'm, done, Mark. I didn't think you were going to make it through the. End I, of I, I went there, and 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 it's it, and I'm delighted I did because, of course, it gives us all a handle on how we all think about it. Is that we all know best about the wacky world of football. 
Kieran Brennan, you tell me what you think you know best about how Tottenham are going to go playing at Wembley. This is... First of all, why are we here now? Just remind us of why Spurs are now having to play this game now at this point. Because uh, a tiny bit of our ground has been knocked down in order to put some big concrete pillars in the ground. So the northeast corner of the ground is missing. So anyone who's got a seat just beside the missing bit is going to be quite windy over the rest of this season. It also means the capacity has gone down to below 30,000. So uh, we can't have Champions League games. There. Have you been in what outline? With, with, no, with, with the, the wind flowing through it, yeah. <laughs> I have, and it's strangely disconcerting. It, 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 it's weird. It's have, you been weird. Three-sided fo- have you been three-sided football grounds before? I, I, I went to Mansfield. I've been to Mansfield, which is strange. Oxford. Wickham. Wickham, you look out from the standover fields. It's, on one side. it's yes, really it's, odd. Which, which is strangely compelling sometimes. It, it's, it's almost like look, it, it, you look at a constable painting if the, if the football gets a bit boring. I've been, I've been to the old Burnden Park, which had the, the supermarket that sort of jutted out into the, into the corner of the ground. Are you gonna, that's it, that was what it used to be before. The don't, don't buy the pineapple chunks, love. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 there is... We're all bit, this is why you know, we're going to be talking about this quite a lot, I think. Football grounds throwing you out of kilter. What do you think that will... What do you think it's right. going to do? Well, I don't know, obviously. Nobody knows. No. But um, I saw Mr Lineker quoted today saying he thinks it could be bad for us because he thinks home advantage is a huge uh, a huge thing which we're throwing away by going to Wembley uh, looking back on whatever it was 10-15 years ago when Arsenal did the same thing yeah, uh, they didn't have great results there I think they lost more than they won during their short time at Wembley but isn't home advantage the sound of people rather than a building I, one would like to hope so and I, I, I agree uh, uh, that makes a very good point but you now actually go back to, and I'll, I'll defer you now to Wembley as a space mm. to watch football in, which I must say, in my experiences of it, the sound of people would be a, a real bonus yeah, if yeah. you could actually bleed near them. There is yeah. a problem with modern, do we say stadia or stadiums? I don't know. Oh, stadia. Stadia. Oh, say stadia. Yeah, I will. It's wrong, but let's say it anyway. Is there's it? A, there's a, I, I don't know. There's a problem with modern stadia. They never, ever have any life in them, do they? No. And here's the problem. When he hasn't done England any service, is it? We, we know this is a direct result of the fact that when England went on the grand tour, mm. they played, England team plays in front of you know, partisan football crowds at, at football grounds, and Wembley's not done any favours. And, 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 do you think it's produced decent football, Stu? Well, I've only, I've only been, to, I saw England play Slovakia, I think it was. And, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of, it didn't have an atmosphere because... Everyone just hates them when they're not doing well. And so, yeah, and then a goal that didn't help with England. Then a yeah. goal gets scored, and that's it. It's kind How of. About for, have you seen? A, have you seen a, any any club football there? No, 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 no. See, here's the, the my experience of it was is that I looked out and I, it looked like everyone else having a great time, <laughs> but you couldn't hear them from where I, I couldn't. He, no. I couldn't. I didn't get the noise from yeah. where I was. It, it seems to create like little pockets, and I said now. That may be fine if you're actually down on the football pitch, though, that, that, which is really all that matters in that sense, isn't it? would have thought so, yeah. But the other side of things is, will the fact that they're playing in such a magnificent place inspire Monaco and make them play? Yes, exactly. So, so who knows? It's almost like it's their Wembley. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very no, good. Is, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but is, 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 does Wembley feel like the home of football, as it always was with its old towers and stuff? It, it isn't, is it, really? Not for me, it's not. No, it's never been the same since... I mean, the Twin Towers went. Yeah. <laughs> is it not, but is it not also, that, in its own right, though, a symbol of, what, of the way it's going? Yeah. Because, 
I mean, you know, we, we, we'll, talk, we'll talk about West Ham in a minute, but Liverpool, of course, mm. are having a go at their place. And how did it work now? Did they, they, they open it? They've, they've, they opened this week. Um, it's sort of circa increased the, the, the capacity by about 8,000, I think, so we're 54,000 now. And actually, what, one thing they've done is the design is to, is to help capture that sound. You know, given that we've got the famous cop, um, they've gone, yeah, that works, so let's, let's do that at the main stand. Now, whether or not it will last, but the main stand, which traditionally isn't, isn't part of the ground where you get singing... No. You get, you get the older fellas and, and the ladies sort of, you know, moaning about the state of the world. But, 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 but there was... Because, obviously, we did very well, there was, there was lots of excitement in singing, but apparently more voluminous than there's used to. But isn't that always been the way? Is it? Are we not? It's not cloud cuckoo ladder, rose coloured glasses. Yeah, that the entire that. entire stand, ninety nine percent of the ground was stood as one. It happens so rarely. It I, does happen, but very rarely. Yeah. So um, basically, you rely on that, that, that. There's a group of of fans, generally blokes, who've decided that there's a certain part of the ground where it's their job to do that thing. Yes. Well, for those people, the weird thing for us is going back to your kind of three-sided stadium thing is we've put one side of the Emirates Stadium on our, on our ground and left the rest of Anfield. So you've got people in the centenary stand looking at state-of-the-art stadium, yeah. but, but they're not sat in one. Yeah, but maybe they prefer it that way. I'd have to say, if I was Doesn't a Liverpool... Doesn't make it aspirational. In the as a modern word. If I was a Liverpool supporter, I'd be delighted, because you're sort of getting the best of both worlds. You're, I think you're so. staying in the old stadium. I totally agree. So the atmosphere is going to stay the same, they but you're getting that little bit of modernity. I've got to say, you're right. I mean, they, see, they, they found... They're, they're endeavouring to find a compromise, aren't they? Well, you, you've got a complete new home ground. I mean, you're, 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 Tottenham are having to compromise as a result of what they're developing. You've gone, you're at a new ground. Yeah. How does it feel... You, that's it for you. You're, well, in, you're in it. Here's the thing, West Ham. I mean, you know, the, the, the teething troubles are there for all to see, but you know, <laughs> in, in a kind of in a Dracula Fang style way, it would transpire already immediately. Where I sit is is inside the bowl, which is the new seating, which has been drafted down from to you take know, you from, to the pitch. Yeah. So uh, we've ended up as luck would have it because I don't. We didn't buy it on the day. I mean, I, was, I actually, I'll be honest, I was too pissed to actually remember what I bought. <laughs> it's just such, it's so exciting buying the seats. But we thought we did quite well. But we're three or four rows from the front, so it's a wonderful thing. And you're very near the pitch and all that stuff. But of course, the problem is, is that we're now talking about. A, it, 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 I can't believe that we've arrived at this situation. I didn't pay enough attention to this. I think probably because I was still sort of carried away by the euphoria of it, that West Ham, as a Premier League football club, has arrived in its new stadium with its landlords saying, no, we'll, we'll, just, we'll police it with a few fellas in yellow coats. No coppers. It is weird. This, I mean... West Ham, uh, we weren't the Partridge family, you know. I mean, before we arrived at this place, you know. They, they, oh, my God, we left in disgrace with, with Man the, United. I mean, you the, know. The, we, ad, the advert was there, wasn't we it? We really <laughs> said goodbye, you yeah. know, in, in a certain way. I'm not saying it's everyone's job. Not, not everyone who did it. But the weird thing for me, Kieran, on this is that, is that it's allowed to start and happen and carry on. And a, a, a read tonight is going to carry on till December in this way. Simply because of admin. Yeah, yeah, contracts and stuff. But this, two things jump out of this for me. One is nobody knows anything. Yes, that's a good point. Which is, I, I firmly believe that nobody knows anything. And the second thing for me is that um, 
there's this whole new breed of people coming to football and there's a whole load of other people who used, who've always gone to football and there is a, a, there's a clash yeah. between the two. It reminds me of when I first moved over to London and I saw the East End, which was, had just been gentrified, and there was these beautiful high-rise places and slums beside them. And I thought, how do people live cheek by jail like this? This can only cause trouble. And in a much, much sort of lower-scale way, this is now what's happened. You've got the old, where were you when we were shit brigade? Yeah. And they're resenting all these new families and people coming in going, hang on a second, this isn't our West Ham, and I'm sure it'll all sort itself out. It's bound to. He's, he's right. It's the microcosm of society. He's acting inside football crowds, <laughs> isn't it, Stu? Well, the, the funniest thing for me has been... Because I, I, I live, what, two miles from, from the ground? And talking to people that live in Hackney Wick, which is just across the canal, in very prime two-thirds of a pint gentrified East London. Oh, I, I, I just need to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I met my brother for, for, uh, at West Welford game. Uh, Miles Jacobson, obviously the football manager. He's yeah. not around, is he? Well, no, he's still up on that cloud, not cloud eight. Thank the other Christ, one. he's not yeah. in this room. Yeah. <laughs> cloud nine, that's where he is. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, I met my, and, and we were going to meet him for a drink. And uh, he's, he, you know, God bless him. He, 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 like, he, he, he enjoys what he knows and knows what he likes. And he texted me and said, are we going to meet for a drink? He said, I've got to get out of this place. I've been sold two-thirds of a pint of beer. <laughs> Which is one of these craft places. Yeah. Now, and the problem is, is because he didn't, the two things, he, he didn't understand whether he was being rooked on the price, and he didn't know how quickly he's meant to drink it. He was all over the place. I mean, basically, it's nearly a pint, or it's not quite half a pint, but it threw him completely out of kilter. Not listening which he's not even going to his old football ground no more. The well, boy there's your mess. microcosm for you. There he the right. totally confused. <laughs> he was. So, so people that are used to two-thirds of a pint are not... They didn't, they didn't see the advert at the end of the season when West Ham trashed Man United's uh, coaches and stuff. And they were to- I was talking to a couple of friends of mine, they're going... Aren't football fans tribal? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? Going, this is news. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm like going, what do you, what do you mean? And you're going, well, they all wear the same colours. And I'm going, what's a football match? Yeah. <laughs> and so people who've lived in that area, you know, this is an area that's kind of grown up around people from, a, from the artistic community, I suppose, who wouldn't be your traditional football fans. And they're getting slowly priced out of it. And now a football team has arrived. Oh, right. So it's like double bubble. This is really. even weirder. We're not talking about the latent artistic community. So we, we are... The, no, no, Hackney Wick. No, okay, fair enough. No, no, fair enough. That's true. That's true. But times, they are indeed a changing mm. around us, everybody, aren't they? Um, including, I suppose, we have to count the Manchester Derby as being that. Because not to, you, you didn't really pay much attention to that thing until this season, until that particular game. What did you think about the way that Guardiola got one over on him early? Oh, please don't fall into that trap. No, it's, but no, I know I said early. Oh, man. I was about two weeks before the season kicked off. I was over in the States on holiday with my family, and I took the opportunity to just unfollow about 100 football journalists <laughs> on Twitter because my the criteria was as soon as one of them mentions Pep versus... Jose. Like head-to-head contest. Yeah, because yeah. it's not Pep versus Jose. It's fucking Man United against <laughs> fucking Manchester City. Obviously, they all have managers. But, you know, Pep Guardiola didn't make Kevin De Bruyne do that beautiful bit of skill for the first United goal. I mean, 
it's the players it's all about. And okay, Pep won this one. We didn't get one over on Mourinho. But did they? But but is it still an important game at this point? Because to throw up this in the fixture list at this stage, just to get this one under our belt. I mean, it did have people salivating. I mean, oh, no, no, a... no, without a doubt it did. But I think, I think given, given you've got those two kind of managerial heavyweights in one city, it's, it is, I think it is endemic of, of, of a time we live in because you've got City, the fast, the fast track, get rich club, um, who've, who, who can't establish themselves as a world club, so they have to get like the world manager, which is Pep Guardiola. Man United were slowly losing their identity in two years since Ferguson went. So they go and get... Mourinho, I mean, even even Liverpool to a degree, you know, Rodgers was never going to attract the greatest player in the world, and so does Jurgen Klopp. So I think, it's, I think it's, I think that Pep versus Jose is endemic of a kind of managers of be, in in the in the in the multi million dollar football world we live in. Well, you're not taking chances on managers. That's no, the point. No, that, that there's that no, and there's no punt, is there? But, but, but when heard... they become the narrative, it's, it, it strikes me as very surreal because, yes. like you say, it really if you if you put them when the cameras are going down on the ground. No football fan is going, I hope Pep wins. They're going, I hope Man City wins. Yeah, that's right, I yeah, hope Man United yeah. wins. Well, but- I heard Steve Claridge on the BBC. He was talking about the Championship, not about the Premier League. But he was saying, um, well, they're all pretty much for much and they've all spent well and they've all got similar players. So in the end, it's going to be down to the manager. I think, no, it's not. <laughs> the team with the best players will win that league. There is, there is, but, do, I, but here's the thing for me. is that I think what at least we got was an exceptionally high standard Premier League football game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, 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 it delivered for us, yes. didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what we wanted yeah, yeah. out of it, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, so we get the return. So I mean, the, the clues are there, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pedigree will, will out. But I reckon by the end of the season, I'll have deleted everybody on Twitter. And I'll be <laughs> no hiding in a cave somewhere. Who's, but who looks better suited at the moment? I, I, know, I know it's early, but... Okay, let's remove the managers. Yeah. But in terms of the result, do you think? Do you have a, Even if you don't want to admit it to yourself, do you have a sneaking suspicion that one is better than the other? What Man City or Man United? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, last year it was we had the same feeling about Man City, didn't we? Mm. They were yeah. going to walk it. I think yeah. they were four from four then, weren't they? Oh, I think. More, more than they get more than six more. in a row. Yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we've only got repeater last year for Man City in, in some senses. Um, and their playing staff hasn't exactly changed that dramatically. No, but they've got a new manager. Oh, sorry, Kieran. <sighs> and, uh, Look, we're, we're at that point, I think, where Leicester slipped under the door last year. Uh, Indiana Jones style, just as it was coming slamming. Nice, down. yeah, exactly. And that's the end of it now, because it's back to the top four. It's back to Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool... Hopefully Spurs, maybe a little bit of Everton. They're looking pretty yeah. good this season. Do you think that already? You think hopefully Spurs already? Yeah, you, you kind of... I I've, you came I've been thinking that for 20 years. No, I, I yeah, figure so. that. But, but the fact that you came, you came third when you maybe should have tried to win, but it was the fact that you already feel expectations... Well, you t- I've got to be honest with you. you, t- you t- I'm looking at you twos over I feel there. Optimistic. You got, I feel optimistic. You've got two teams that have kind of... You're right in this place where there's expectation overwhelming expectation to go with what may be grinding reality. But we're we're in a zero-sum game here. In order for us to be in the top four, someone else has to be out of it. And last year was beautiful. All the big teams decided to cut their own throats, which was lovely. But they ain't going to do it again this year or next year. So are you set, set, Spurs? Do you think you're set to that challenge? 
we'll give it a go and hopefully God bless we'll, you. God bless, <laughs> and hopefully God bless you. come the end of the season we'll hopefully still be in there but if I was to forced to put my house on it I'd say the top four will be City United Chelsea Arsenal in some permutation connotation wow now okay right now I I think it was like Spurs this is what, too can early I just, can I just, can I just, just into, yeah you know, why, do, do, why, do, do, why do. would I can't understand how us finishing what do we finish eighth feels more confident about the season than you do. Well, that's probably more about you as a human being than me as a human being. Oh, okay, but, okay. And also, the, Liverpool, traditionally, Liverpool have done better than us. No, no, true, true. But, but that's surreal this to is me. my that's theory. My theory is it's like, it's almost like a, 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 a game where they're going, like, right, you've had, you had Spurs had a go, go, cool, you have a go, no, no, it didn't work. It's Liverpool's turn this year. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I, I got a funny feeling there's more pressure with Klopp this oh, time. Oh, without around, a doubt, without a doubt. To be this top four, the, the cracker of the top four. <laughs> But have you, have you, do you think that's realistic? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah? Without a doubt. I mean, we've played four games this season. I mean, God, the, the, the Burnley thing was an abomination. But, but we've played Arsenal, Tottenham and the Champions. And we've got, and we've done all right. So that's, yeah. they're three, I mean, admittedly, Leicester look like a team that are going to finish 10th playing against us this season, this week. But, but other than that, you know, we've, 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 not, we've hardly had like an easy start to the season. And, Stokes, and, and Stokes right. a weird one, isn't it? Which of course, I mean, he that they look they look a mess already. They do. They look they look at um, a disorganised shambles, which surprises me. Yeah, with, I've got to say, I had a kind of, I thought that they're one of these ones that are going to mess up the top half. I thought, but, but like, they've been. Seduc- they, I think you see this a lot, don't you? you? You see that seduction of if we can afford to dine at the top table, as it were, for football, we will do. But then they just buy they buy the wrong players. They buy what they think is. And it's a player that's got a lot of value attached, but actually it doesn't add to the team. So they 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 reduce their own effectiveness. I mean, God, Liverpool did it for you know were, were guilty of it for a few years. You had a bit of a go. You had a bit of a go. Yeah. I like um, in terms of the way football. Speak, before we go any further, yes, Mark, you haven't really given us your thoughts on the West Ham. You were there. Mm. Oh, okay. So, well, okay. I tend not to, but no. Um, I tell you what, it's a simple thing for me. Um, is there's, there's basics. First of all, I was looking at uh, the, the big end of the stand where away sporters go. Um, no segregation at all. Now, I don't think that was necessarily where the hotspots were anyway. I think there may have been deemed to be trouble. But by God, that's going to happen unless you're careful down the line. Because uh, I know the football, licks, uh, football fixture list is random. We all know that. No, it's, <laughs> it's never weighed or anything like that. That's never occurred because it has to be. And they, they maintain their integrity. We're in the offices of a, of, a, of a computer program machine that does so it they, all the time. They'd explain, they could explain to you immediately <laughs> how things can, cannot be possibly Chaos, Chaos I think it is, Mark. The th- as, a, as a theory, yes. <laughs> um, now, so immediately there's that. Number two, I, you know, walking into the football ground... We know we know police, or indeed a concourse with no police, and indeed um, a football ground where they've not found out how to keep away and home sports separated is amazing. Then there's the idiocy, without no two ways about it, of individuals, or bizarrely enough, or perhaps it's obvious enough, little gaggles of individuals who feel that it's their God-given right to stand in a section at the side of the ground, in about a group of 12 or 14 big fellas, in front of everybody else who's paid the same amount of money as they have, 
And they believe it's their God-given right to stand up. For a start, you can't stand up at football anyway. We know that you get away with it in places. And down at ends of grounds, you get away with it. But that's because if everyone else is standing, there's pretty much what else are you going to do. Mm-hmm. But at least everyone can see it. And this is where the, the ugliness has set in at, at, at the Olympic Stadium already, is where belligerent West Ham fans have decided it's their God-given right to stand regardless of the fact that they're in a new stadium and that they are also ruining it for other West Ham fans. And that amazes me. But that's where that... And, and you can see the poison. But, but after that, then, it's, it's the admin of it has gone mad. And then it will get down to serious, proper capital P policing because the big boys are coming soon. They've got away with it with a few... with, with the so smaller you, you, clubs. You think, it, you think they have just got away with it of course right. they have. They've, 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 for the randomness of the fixture list. But, Bournemouth, but, Watford, Southampton next. You know, it's, it's a relatively genteel running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till Spurs turn up. Spurs, right? Spurs yeah. is soon. I think that's the, I think Arsenal, the police are saying that they can't turn up because of the technology, because of, what, because of the radio connect, uh, facilities there, until December for the Arsenal game. <laughs> You'd like to think that coppers <laughs> turn up where there might be trouble, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. tends to be, yeah. I think, what their job is. Mm. Anyway, that's just me. Sorry, interrupted. No, that's fine. But I'm, 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 I feel kind of... I, feel, I, feel I didn't realise there's no police at all. That's, that's a real surprise. I'd, no. That's amazing. Not Imagine the... you phoned 999 and they said, uh, right, we'll come out, but what are your uh, radio systems like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, yeah. Exactly, so there's yeah. more police at the tube, the tube station bit of Westfield than at the football I'll ground. tell you the best connection over there, because I know this from uh, a, a friend of mine during the Olympics, he's Grinder. You, <laughs> you did really well during the Olympics on Grinder. So, like, basically, uh, if whatever Grinder got set up, Perhaps the old Bill's. Well, well, yeah, Rio, Rio was also another successful grinder. So really, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe so you're right. everyone's missing a trick with that one there, aren't they? Fantastic. Yeah, uh, Mario Balotelli said, "I had two coaches, Brendan Rodgers and Jurgen Klopp. As people, they didn't make a good impression on me." Um, <laughs> I now, know, I, I know I it's Balotelli. I didn't know they were being interviewed by him. So tell me what you think you can bring yeah, to me. Yeah. As a... when, did, when did he get appointed as quality assurance at Liverpool <laughs> Football Club? Because I thought he was meant to be a striker. It's a strange goals. world, isn't it, when, when footballers like... Yeah, I, know, I know it's him. He's, he's brilliant because it kind of... It is literally, if you want to know how making up it goes along goes, <laughs> Balotelli is it, isn't he, really? If I can't believe he's only 26. And, and, and yet he's got so much bad yeah. stuff under his yeah. belt so quickly. Well, he's, he's, he's 20... Yeah, he's, he's, he's there. He's that old, and his career has no stab. Do you like... It's, it's over. Yeah. yeah. You were like, he was the promise. Yeah. And then he's rubbish. Is, is there a... I mean, I, I think he's obviously patently a, a, a ridiculous example. But is there... Is there is, I'm, I'm all about players being looked after and, you know, because most of them, you know, need to be looked after and sorted out and this is big business and there's big money. But do you worry about dictating of footballers in football at the highest level, Kieran? Is it a a big issue? Your club, it tends not to go that way because of Levy downwards, doesn't it? I think the best teams, it's a, it's a horrible cliche about being a whole team full of captains, but I think the best teams look after themselves. Yeah. And, and clever managers, I'm going back on what I said earlier about it not being about the manager. <laughs> <laughs> clever managers recognise that. He's and, even forgotten where he works. Yeah. <laughs> 
clever managers put together a bunch of people who they know once they go over the white line will be able, don't yeah. need any guidance. I mean, Fergie, much as I hate the man, was brilliant at that, wasn't he? And he he put together a bunch of people he knew would work together. And if there was ever a bad apple, he got rid of them really quickly. Yeah, right? um, it's just it's one of the many skills. Isn't but it? I'm glad you said it because it does get us back to that point. Is where I this I, I wasn't going to disagree because you were so vehement and you were passionate at that time. It was actually <laughs> I thought a tear in your eye when you made that point about you think that football's about footballers. Muck. Yeah. Um, he says that I do believe that that. that, that just managers football, do does have a part win? to play. Does football win yeah. at the end of the day? Well, is, uh, one would like to think so. <laughs> well, the score should ex- actually dictate who won. But, you know, but, you know that's, a, that's a mid detail. It is, though, about everything, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, you, you, you have to have the right boss in well, place. I was, I, was, um, I was listening to the radio on Saturday evening after, sorry to bring this up again, but after the Watford had come back against Eurolot. And is that right? Troy Deeney was um, interviewed. He was brilliant, actually, uh, in his comments, wasn't he? Yeah, because he said they started mugging us off, and that, that made us... And, and, and I, I like that that refreshing? I, I must say, when I heard that, so like, geez, I, I, for everything you normally hear, just saying, it's like that was a Sunday morning, as you get, that was mugging us off, yes. and we wouldn't take it. Well, it reminded me of years ago, um, England were playing cricket against South Africa. Do you remember Devon Malcolm? Yes. And Devon, yes. They, Devon Malcolm got hit by one of their fast bowlers and said, right, that's it, I'm, and he went through them. Did he, he, he took eight wickets or something. That's right, he did, I always used to think after that, Devin, if you were that good, why didn't you do that all the time? Why did it wait? Why did it take until somebody hit you to do yeah. that? And likewise, Watford on Saturday, why did you wait until West Ham had gone 2 0 up and were mugging it, you off? It before does you to, get, to get out your pram. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The flip side out, though, what did you think? I mean, again, is that, that kind of honesty about, about what the state of affairs is when Danny Rose came out after the Liverpool Spurs game and, and said, it's one of the hardest games of football I've ever played in? Oh, I love when footballers are honest. Don't really? You? Oh, yeah, because they all sound like medium machines nowadays. Yeah, it's true. They? I mean, where would you hear that? I mean, uh, it's it's like because the, the, the flip side of the point I was going to make was is that Jack Wilshere, um, you know, he's, he's now talking about this, like Eddie Howe's the perfect coach for him, and a phrase I quote, and of course it's like footballers are the same. It's whatever's in front of them at the time yeah. is the is the best thing in the world, isn't it? But it's, it's strange. Could this be? But could it be true? Could suddenly the coach be an important figure in Jack Wilshere's career. Perhaps, I mean, for God's sake, perhaps he won't pull a hamstring for five minutes. <laughs> quite possibly, but, but the fact that he was kept on the bench because he wasn't quite fit was really one in the eye to Roy Hodgson, who, didn't, who thought it was, oh, that's worth, a bit it, true. was worth, it was worth putting him in the first 11 yeah, that's... As, as, as a fully fit footballer. Yeah. I, mean, I thought that was a kind of, I think that was telling. Going back to footballers, honestly, I always really admired Jack Wilshere the way he was always so anti-Tottenham and all that, and so I loved all that. You want your own players himself, could they? to do that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So up there getting pissed on the team bus <laughs> and singing, singing anti-Tottenham songs. I genuinely thought, fair play to you, lad. But to hear him saying that kind of shite now... I know. Because, you know, what, so Eddie Howe's a better manager for you than Arsene Wenger was? Ed, like, isn't really? that the sound of marketing, though, in the end? Yeah, I mean, that's, he's, that's he's, my he, point. Yeah. When he's at Arsenal, he's, got, he's, got, he's in the machine, isn't he? But I suppose, t- perception-wise, t- he's not involved. I think it's a sound of footballers' heads, because I guarantee, and you listen to this point, every footballer's on loan somewhere says they, they would like to play at that club. Yeah. And then they get, so go back from loan, they'd rather be somewhere else. They, like, they love what's in front of them. Is there a case of an established player like Jack Wilshere being loaned out and then coming back and resurrecting his career at the team he was loaned from? Well, this is where the this is the kind of conspiracy theory. The nice bit about this is that Jack Wilshere sent out there scouting Eddie Howe to replace 
Arsene Wenger, of course. <laughs> well, that, that was... <laughs> now, this is that not, was I, I'm not, I must admit, I missed... I'm not saying you heard it here first. I but, missed this manifesto. But if it's true, I heard it, you heard it here first. I, I missed this thing. I was listening to someone talk about this move, because I, I, it, was, it was like, yeah, OK, because he's resurrecting a career, going, and maybe the pair of them can return to Arsenal Whoa! together. You're like going, What? What? Ah, it's a thing. It's well, a thing. What? But what's going to happen at Bournemouth this year? That Arsenal are going to go. You know what? What we're missing here is someone finishing eleventh, <laughs> and that's the and that's the achievement. All right, I'll press that so strong. Right, Sorry, listen, Bob. we've got a few minutes left. Um, what I want to do is I'll just make the fact that, that, that Stu's been a busy boy, um, and he's he's got himself. We, we talked about you know the the grandiose of, of football grounds. We've talked about we've talked about Anfield. We've talked about Wembley. We've talked about the Stade Olympique, which of course is exactly what the London <laughs> Stone should be called. It's uh, very European round there. Uh, 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 too right and all, yeah. uh, but we haven't talked about his, his Acne Marshes, which of course is its next door neighbour. And yeah. you've been doing a bit of. Um, a bit of creative graft in that manner, haven't you? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I work with uh, a photographer called Simon De Principe, who's, uh, as you can imagine from that surname, is the son of an Italian immigrant. And uh, he was inspired by his dad's ability to integrate into life in London through playing football on Sunday marshes, Sunday marshes, Hackney marshes, uh, to spend a season taking photographs at Hackney marshes. And uh, I, I wrote the foreword about that. But in doing so, we... we uh, which, it just was amazing. I, I, I genuinely didn't know that Hackney Marshes was formed in 1946 yeah. out of the rubble of the London Blitz that they filled in the ground with to make that place. And you, you not least the word the word Marsh doesn't yeah, 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 because Marsh, Marsh sounds like it should be there for a thousand years. Yeah, doesn't and it? That's, yeah. that's the thing that freaked me out. And, and yet it's been a place for football for 70 years. And you know, not living in that, that East London area, you know for a fact that there's. That the, the, the vultures of uh, regeneration and gentrification are swarming. Going, what's this bit of green here that, that uh, that's next to the Olympic oh, Park? So, so basically, of course, we look at this, this, this lump of land which mm. is now being encroached upon oh. from all sides. And, uh, but, and, but sixty and games protecting. of football happen every. I mean, it's amazing when you when you walk along um, the, the road, looking over onto the onto the ground, just to see forty sixty games happening at half past ten like that. Yeah, it is amazing. I, I, you know, it does take your breath away. It's, it is, this is, it's kind of cliche, but it is awe-inspiring when you see that many people. So a lot of it going on at the moment. The grassroots is going on. I'm, I'm delighted to say that, you know, uh, to, to the At Football Podcast, to our Twitter site, Nigel Tassel got in touch with us, and we were talking mm. about this, and he's got a book out called The Bottom Corner. And he's, he's, uh, he spent a season with the dreamers of non-league football. Silver to Hackney, Dulwich Hamlet, Bishop Sutton... Lewis, United Glasgow sounds like an interesting team. I probably should say, sorry to interrupt, I should, probably should say the name of the book that Simon did is Grassroots. Is the, yeah. Is the, is, and that's a photography book, so it's pictures of players. Grassroots is the, the name of the book. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how, and what, and how, how can we see the film and get the book? Well, um, if, you, if you look at my Twitter account, which is at Leighton Rocks, I think I've pinned it there actually, at the moment. So it's, it's You a, were a Leighton Funk for a while, weren't you, under my influence, but have you changed back to your filthy music taste, have you? <laughs> I was never late in funk. You did. You chased it late in funk for a while. <laughs> Not the app bit. I might have. Oh, okay, right. So at late in rocks, you'll find out more information. Kieran, what's in the football manager? I mean, actually, the beauty of the ear is you can go. You, you can go from the top to the bottom, can't you? Football manager. Yeah, you can't go down to Hackney Marshes, but you can go down to the conference, yeah. uh, North and South. So you can start down there. How much and most fun. people do. Yeah. Do they really? Well, yeah, because that's where the fun is. Yeah, yeah, because most people would come in. Uh, Stu, you for example, you might come in as a Liverpool supporter, and you might think, "Right, I'll have a go at this." But after a while, you think, "Well, I know all those players, and I know where they play, and I'm basically just doing the same as Jurgen Klopp does." So most people then drop down and pick up a Wickham Wanderers or whoever, and then 
try and take them up from there. So. Wow, that's, what that's I the challenge, and I've got absolutely nothing to tell you about Football Manager. It's too early. We're coming out on the fourth of November. Um, we'll come on. Someone from here. Will oh, come okay. On the show so, again. So, so, so there's staff behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that we have the closed doors that we're we'll, actually behind. We the won't be doors talking off. about it for a few weeks. And uh, take a walk down the corridor. You can have a look. Um, but we'll come on and we'll do a few copies as competition prizes. Ah, that would be, yeah, yeah. be delightful if you would. Well, generally, it's been very nice to talk to you. Of course, there's also another way of getting directly involved as well. Go to fanduel.co.uk, enter our promotion code Whistleblowers, and that'll give you a chance to play this weekend. There's seven and a half, seven and a half grand out there to be won. 750 grand is your, is your top prize. Get stuck in, why don't you? And uh, lads, that's football from the top to the very bottom, that was, I'm delighted to say. Right, come on, let's head up the East End for a rook. Come on. <laughs> We could just do it here, couldn't we? Over, over a polite glass of Chardonnay. Have some whistleblowers. Sports Social Podcast Network.